0: Does discovery rate that the discovery itself is but a show away? With over 1,800 shows and growing, we bring you those liberating stories that help you on your own life's journey from every single topic you can think of. The only common denominator is authenticity and living in your meaningful purpose. Come and read our new ebook, plus see our discovery store and what wonderful tools we have for you. Do enjoy our shows and don't forget to share. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Eco Solutions. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guests today are Robert O. Williams, we've had him on before, and Bo Relado. And we're going to be talking about this water, quantum water code, code 108. Why is it so important? What can it do? How can we utilize it? What does it mean for mankind in the future? And can we get out of our own narrative to actually embrace that there is another speak out there another language of information out there that will really serve us if we only truly open up our minds to to hear what it is and what we have um to embrace so um we are talking to robert who we've had on the show before a former beach boy and we talked about his wonderful story and his wonderful app the Heart app, and I really encourage you to go back and listen to his show with me. It was truly inspirational. He will be coming back on uh, to talk about his music as well. And uh, Bo um, is a person that gets behind innovation. He has a beautiful instinctual instinct to know when something needs to be invested in, promoted, understood and to see its possibilities. I love possibility people. We have no idea what we can have in our hands until we're willing to invest in it and see where it can go. And uh, for him, it's about what can it do first before there's the profit behind it, which is a wonderful attitude to have. So let's find out what brought these two gentlemen together, how Robert discovered this water and um, what it means to us. Um, if you look at the posting, you'll see there's actually a graph there where it talks about um, unhealthy charge and healthy charge of water. And we're going to go through that and try and make... Um and help you actually understand exactly what this does but you know sometimes you've got to take that leap of faith you don't need to understand the whole science behind something you've just got to understand that it's good for you and it can change your life but not only that change the energy structure of us on this planet which we desperately need to do so welcome to the show Bo and Robert.
1: Thank you Sarah. Great to be Thank here. Thank you Sarah. It's
0: great to be back. Yeah, great to have you back again, Robert. Again, I love people who are innovative, um, who seek possibilities, who are, are adventurous in discovering what is out there. And we need a lot more of you out there. But first, thing, I'm going to let you both of you just kind of give a little um, a little bit on who you are and what drove you towards this. So I'll start with you first, Robert.
2: Sure. Um, so I, I, I grew up as... Uh, as a very odd duck, but I t- took refuge in my music. And so I uh, uh, learned a lot about life through my own involvement with music, not only playing, but listening everywhere and kind of transcending uh, certain environmental influences through the joy of music. I uh, had a near-death experience, as we talked about in, my last show with you, your last show with me, mm-hmm. and that was 1979, and that certainly shifted my perspective on life and death and on everything. Um, during the years after that experience in 1979, I began to become super aware of what affects our, our quality of life. One thing that Became super obvious is the quality of water. Many things became obvious, but there was a, there was kind of a a top of the pyramid that if the quality of water in my own life wasn't at a certain level, then my ability to perceive, my ability to um, look into what life was for me at that moment was. Interfered with and, and we've all heard that we are the water planet. We are water people. We are 90, 70 to 90% water. So there's something very, very special and very, um, critical about this thing that is so prevalent on our planet called water. It, just to, um, jump ahead, I, I learned with, uh, my association with really smart people, including Professor Rustam Roy at Penn State University that water is not water is not water. There are different qualities of water and we're not just talking levels of pollution or levels of uh, chlorine or you know things that they add to the water but the actual water itself the H2O molecule takes different forms and has different uh, relationships on those subatomic, anatomic and molecular levels and we came up with a discovery that Um, confirmed my intuition that water was key to consciousness. Water was key to life. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, about uh, a decade ago and I've been working in development of products and devices that can revitalize and reconstitute the molecular structure of water so that it is more as Mother Nature initially provided. It's very rare these days to find such pure water but it is around and there are actual molecular uh, studies particularly by Rustin roy where he shows what it looks like what it means to have high vitality high energetic water high vibrational water if you will so um i met bo a couple years ago and was one of those wonderful synchronicities uh and and reuniting with him and his spirit Felt uh, like I had, you know, a long-lost brother, and we we uh, are simpatico on so many levels, and uh, we share so many different uh, insights. Uh, and so, Bo has also been interested in water for quite some time. He he came. I'll let him tell his story. But he came from the holistic health um, movement, and he can speak to that and his great restaurants and books on. Uh, vegan diet and other things like that, but he also knows the importance of water. And so we collaborated and came up with this technology and these uh, products. So at this point, Bo, why don't you uh, take it from here?
1: I love that, Robert. Thanks. The, um, the concept was, uh, that we could create things that could help shift humanity when you Kind of grew up in the Southern California sixties. So I'm actually a child of the Southern California sixties. That idealism, you know, Sarah of the kind of the love in
0: mm-hmm. generation, if you will. And the so we believed in free
1: years. love, right? Free yes. energy, free food, free music and, and really, um, you know, a free and understanding kind of society and, and water and, and the land and the seed and the food all seem to be very integrated to kind of your health. So I, I learned very quickly. As goes the waterways of the world, so goes our humanity. Uh I was praying really, really hard in December of 2015, like what was next for me to do in my life. I've done a lot in my life. It came in very strongly that the next thing for me to do in my life is the quantum healing of humanity. And the founder of our company came and visited me then, made contact with me via a mutual colleague, And his name is Michael Kelly from Australia. He literally deployed me for a year to help him with this vision. And during the vision of taking Robert's original technology, which we call the quantum code technology, which I sometimes like to refer to as the divine source Mm -hmm. technology, by taking that technology, we actually, and I don't think we're doing it. I think we just really got lucky. We actually have another inventor who was able to, it's called biomimicry, right? Simulate the waterfall effect. So we have taken the quantum code technology that Robert has helped develop with another gentleman's technology that is basically simulating the waterfall. Some of your listeners might know about Victor Schomberger, right? Victor Schomberger, the great Austrian scientist, who said that the water springing from the rock, the biblical water of creation, is really coming from the waterfall. And Mm -hmm. that's the highest state of water. And so now what we have is we think the first product of its kind that has the ability to really restore life on the planet. And we'll talk a lot during this interview how this works as we know it in that mystical as well as very practical sense. But literally, my life has been one of being able to be in the right place at the right time to help you know, foster movements for our humanity. And uh, I see this a lot. Uh, in a lot of ways, it's very similar to what we did in the organic food movement uh, the vegan food movement, the natural healing movement, now everything your mother taught you about water—it's probably wrong.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> I think one of the things you know that that um, we're seeing and people are beginning to kind of look at and go, oh, you know, in awe is you know, is that water experiment? You know, uh, the water in a room full of angry people, the water in a, in a room full of nothing, and then the water in a room full of of love and actually watching the molecular change of that water. And we forget that water is vibrational. Everything about us is energy and frequency and vibration. And, you know, the way we grow our food, uh, and of course, you know, the slaughter of animals and the way they grow them, you know, completely wrong, total wrong energy going out there. But the energy that we feed, the, the growth of something, is actually the energy that we're going to consume as well, isn't it? Um, The same with the anger that we carry around in our lives um, is going to change the water within us, changing that energy frequency. And uh, we really have to actually understand, I think, energy and its impact on absolutely everything. Who wants to take that one?
1: Well, Robert will start and then I'll do the wrap up. (laughs) (laughs) You go, Robert
2: what the the energy of water you're absolutely right everything is vibrational everything is vibrational and certainly water is water is not a stagnant it is it's is highly it's always in motion and um and the the less movement that is occurring in a you could say in a bottle of water the less the less life force it is able to transduce into the environment or into somebody's uh, personal lives. So uh, vibration also has a spectrum that extends beyond what we can see with microscopes. So We're talking, uh, you could say, higher dimensional vibratory aspects or information field. I just got back from the Urban Laszlo Conference on New Paradigm Health in uh, Tuscany, and the main topic was... An, a, a shift in our understanding, or an upgrading our understanding about what life is and what health is, and what, um, and to expand our horizons of understanding, as you were alluding to early, earlier, Sarah, of the components of our very existence. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they emphasized was these these higher dimensional influences that are beyond what we see in microscopes and so the the water you know i can get a little technical the water that is in our bodies takes different forms so there's h2o pretty much everywhere in our bodies the cerebral spinal fluid is a uh, full of salt and full of trace minerals and if you I, I just learned this by the way if you remove all the pollution and all the uh, basically purify the ocean water with Getting rid of the pollution, you wind up with the cerebral spinal fluids. The same, it's the same, uh, ratio of salt to H2O. Fascinating. So the earth itself is using water to transduce this higher dimensional vibration, these higher dimensional information fields. That's a, a wonderful, wonderful. Um, you could even call it a hypothesis at this point. I certainly believe it's true. So as the earth You know, as above, so below. We have our individual bodies, full of cerebral spinal fluid, full of water, like the Earth, and we are transducing higher dimensional information fields via the water in our body. Our consciousness can receive and broadcast information more easily, more clearly, with more, mm, with a with a higher frequency, if our water is at that vibrational level as well through resonance hmm. so uh, it's it, 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 you know once we start to intuit more about the importance of water we actually start to intuit more about who we are who we are as individuals and the quality of our lives
0: yeah, before,
2: dog talking, Beau, you can take that, it that
0: just wants to be a part of the show that's okay uh, Bo, before, before you go into this one I just want to insert something here is that when we look at it we are the organic creatures of the earth um, but what we, uh, we are just purely, you know, organic creatures unless we, you know, download, um, you know, our divine cosmic self. Uh, and that's what kind of gives us the consciousness, uh, in this organic body. But, you know, we're made of from the earth. So why shouldn't we have the same signatures as the earth? Bo, throwing it back to you.
1: Right. Um, wow. So yeah, so water. I like to think that as goes the waterways of the world, so goes the course of humanity. Mm -hmm. And really, the water courses through our bodies. The water courses through the fields and courses through the whole of the planet. And it's our intention is to vitalize the water of the planet with our H2 optimizer products. And the goal is with the quantum code technology infused in that is to bring water back to its divine state on our planet today so it's no longer mystical. And we're literally working with water departments, metro water groups of cities, uh spas, as well as certainly illuminated uh light beings and light workers are on the planet, but so that our kids and our pets and our plants can all get the benefit of what we think is now uh the most vitalized water available. And the way that we do it is a lot, I think by kind of um, divine kind of right or something in that it, this is kind of our gift. We get to do this on our on our whatever, our dharmic path in our lives, mm-hmm. to share this uh, with our humanity. And it is a process of discovery, like Robert was saying and you were saying, uh, Sarah. And there's a great uh, parable that I'm witnessing in real time right now. The gentleman, a uh, French gentleman, Dr. Luc Montonier, Paris, you know, Sorbonne guy, but French researcher, the gentleman who discovered the AIDS virus Mm -hmm. uh, in the Mm -hmm. 70s, won a Nobel Prize uh, in, I think it was 2004, for kind of reinventing medicine with the way that he looks at viruses. His field of study now, and he's still working at 83 years old, still in the lab, he's working with water. Water is the transducer of life. He finds that the tighter the structured molecule, the smaller the molecule of the water, you hear about structured water. We'll talk about that a little bit today. The tighter the molecule, and the more kind of vitalized it is, if you put an element within that, in this case maybe an AIDS virus, as he keeps titrating it down, right, diluting it down. The lower you go, so the higher the higher the vibration, right? The lower the dosage, if you will, down to the nano molecule level, or what Robert likes to call the kind of subatomic level. The higher the vibration mm-hmm. that it's carrying. Yeah. So literally, we have a Nobel Prize winning uh, scientist, working with scientists around the world to try to decode this mystery called water that we take for granted in his field of interest, is our field of interest, and that water has memory. Water remembers its divine state, remembers what it's holding, it shows that energy with you, and that's why what we like to call our, our project Bringing Water to Life is an idea where our children, the animals and plants of the planet, can feel this kind of vital energy just by bathing in it, drinking it, eating food that's grown in it. So that's really our our goal here, is to share this kind of sacred technology in a very real way to make it more like, uh, you know, modern technology. It's just something you turn on the radio, just like when you turn on your tap, you're going to have pure, divine, infused water. That's our goal.
0: Well, when you look at it, it is that as we are so much water and we're in so much um flux at the present moment you know mankind is on the verge uh it has a choice to make at the present moment you know keep (coughs) feeding the discord or feed the possibilities and you know you know the reason i do the shows that i do is because it is about people who've embraced that redirect and are feeding (coughs) those possibilities and it's a it shows people that you know how how courageous how awesome we are when we decide to step into that wonderful world of unknown and trust and, and uh, an understanding of that we don't need to know everything, but we need to embrace everything. One of the things about changing the water within us, that structure within us, is that I believe that it will increase the consciousness, the heart consciousness of each person. When a person steps into heart consciousness, steps into love, they are incapable of hurting anyone else. It's just totally against the grain of being that being. Um, The more we change the water within the person, the more we change the water uh, of the foods they eat and the environment. Um, Hmm. All the discord that we're going to see in the world will kind of take care of itself, won't it? Because we're changing that consciousness.
1: Sarah, you should do a radio show. Really? That's amazing. (laughs) Whoa, that was... yeah. I like that, Sarah. I just felt I'm transformed. I'm yield, man. That was awesome, Sarah. Was I agree. It was beautiful, Sarah.
0: Thank you. Thank, thank you. Me. Well, you know, we have to, you know, we, we talk about being in the head too much and then people, as far as I'm concerned, do not ignite the, you know, the soul, heart and the spirit and bring that into the equation. That has its own intellect. It drives you. The head is the CPU is the data and it, you know, <laughs> you know, it's what you draw from, from that knowledge when you need to use it. But mm-hmm. as humanity, we've placed so much importance on the intellect in the head that we've forgotten to connect to heart soul and spirit and you know i could see this water structure being one that brings us back to that brings us back to heart soul and spirit and then you know the mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it and we have to realize we're running on hysteria at the present moment and we need to calm everything down and get right back in touch and there's a wonderful conduit in water that really the currents of the water the ripples of the water that are so calming so nurturing so feeding so deep that the more we step into that purity of that water, the more we become pure ourselves as a human race.
1: Do you need like a job, Mark, as a marketing person or anything? Sir?
0: <laughs> hey, why not? i will just. Could you
1: keep going, sir? I like this. This is good.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're interviewing you. Um, but would you would you see it from that point of view? What is the kind of uh, the way you see this on on this kind of quantum cosmic divine level of how do you see it changing humanity?
1: I'm going to speak to that, Robert. Is that cool? It's totally cool. Yeah, I just think the process of waking up happens when you least expect it. Mm. Uh, studied with a guy in Grass Valley one time, E.J. Gold, and he uh, hes a Gurdjieff devotee, actually. And uh, he literally said as he tracked the waking up of people, right, Charlie Tart's idea of waking up, if uh, he tracked the waking up of people... Everybody woke up at times they did not expect it, yes, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. you're going to sit, you know, and you're going to do a tick not hon, you know, retreat for three days, and you're going to be in silence, and you probably end up as the same person. But you go to the 7-Eleven, you drop a $5 bill, you go to pick it up, and all of a sudden you're awake, right? It's like that awakening you used to wear at that one moment. This is all a process of remembrance. This is all a process of remembering who we are. So the concept is the more we put divine source energy, quantum code technology into the field, the more we put our water into the field, the more we can help accelerate humanity's awakening.
0: Amen to that. Uh, Robert?
1: Beautiful. Yeah, not much to add.
2: I absolutely agree. One thing that comes to mind is this uh, this phenomenon of suddenness in nature. Quantum shifts are sudden. And when we look at how nature evolves... There are sudden changes and it's not like a steady curve that goes upwards or, you know, away with uh, uh, a certain smooth transition. When you look at the caterpillar butterfly, which we've all heard of and I, we all love to think about this little caterpillar thing that crawls around with a little fur and it's its own in- integrity, its own system. And then suddenly there's a revolt. An internal revolt against that very form, against that very structure, and for a while the caterpillar, caterpillar's immune system fights that revolt. It tries to maintain its paradigm, if you will. It tries to maintain its caterpillarness. Mm-hmm. But then, this the information field, which time has come, and that's a kind of a, uh, a cool thing because it's built into nature. It's the, it's the innate intelligence that is beyond our minds and beyond our emotional ability to, to even connect with directly. That intelligence says, sorry, you cannot win this battle. You must lose this battle and change from a caterpillar Mm -hmm. to a butterfly. And of course there's the chrysalis in between. And that's when you, when you look, you know, I have to, I heard this also in the Laszlo, uh, somebody was talking about, you know, we talk about dog years and human versus humans. So one, one dog year is seven human years and like that. Well, one, one caterpillar a day is like 30 human. I, 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 and I don't have the, the exact, so don't, don't uh, quote me on this, but you can get the idea that the, the, the time period of being a caterpillar is really long compared to the, the transitional time in the chrysalis stage. And then the transformation into the butterfly—it's a very sudden change, and it's a, almost a complete transformation. So that's the way nature works. And also, humans have discovered that there is a an effect of a small percentage of a system when it raises its coherence; it affects the entire other part of the system, and the. Example from physics is a laser so laser beams. We all know laser beams are very strong They can go through lead and you know quite quite uh, powerful these beams the content and the qu- and the quantity of the laser beam is Sorry the the, the the quantity of photons in the laser beam is the same as the quantity of a photon in incandescent light, light that's just dispersing everywhere that, that has its, its own system. It has its own influence to the environment. But once you get 1% of those photons to line up with their own wave structure, it's called constructive interference, technical term. But basically you get 1% of the, of the, uh, photons to move in the same way then that creates enough coherence to affect the 99 percent photons indirectly and then they all jump up to that level of coherence so it's a sudden it's it's a it's another example of a quantum shift and to get to that one percent is a relatively slow process in the lab and i've talked to physicists about this so you know it's like 0.3 percent 0.6 percent nothing's changing In the stream of photons, .8% nothing, .99% nothing, and then .1%, I'm sorry, 1%, then everything shifts immediately and you have a laser beam. It's an analogous to shifts of consciousness. So when Bo's example was, the guy went to 7-Eleven, he had lived his whole life prior, he had lived, if we live in, if we believe in past lives and so forth, there's all kinds of uh cycles that he or she had had previously lived and then suddenly there's a very fast cycle a very fast upgrade and a very fast uh, increase of vibratory uh, reality and an upgrade of consciousness and it's 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 relatively quick so these ahas we know it when we have this oh my gosh I finally get it the reason why we chill and the reason why we we feel energy is because it happened suddenly. There was a sudden awakening, and so that can give us hope. Because there is a there are a lot of problems on the planet. We we all know. All your listeners, there are people suffering. There are bad things happening. Cruelty, abuse. Now, how can we teach everyone? How can we make sure that everyone starts to uh, uh, live life more holistically? Well. To, It's, it would be a very slow and arduous process to try to do that in a direct, you know, I'm going to go somewhere and teach and maybe give an example. People are already doing that and and they're great, wonderful, courageous people. We need that as well. But like Einstein said, you cannot solve problems at the level of consciousness where those problems were created. You, you raise the consciousness and the solutions will show up. It's like raising the tide and Everybody on the boat is, is, uh, is elevated. And if you want to go back down to that, that, uh, elevation where, where the previous, the tide going out, you have to work, you have to, you know, it's, kind of, you have to swim really hard. You get stay down there. So like that, when consciousness shifts, it's going to be, you said it in the earlier moments of the program, Sarah, it's going to be very difficult for somebody to hurt somebody. Right. I'm not talking about defending our children when there's danger. No, that's no, all. No, that's, no, That's, that's, it's,
0: it's the, yeah, it, it's yeah. The intending to go in. I, I actually call it kind of the rebirthing of self. Um, you know, labor hurts, and a lot of people have embraced their redirect because something has happened to them that's caused pain. But when they're willing to work through that pain, who they are when they come out of it is a new birth, there's a new person. And sometimes, you know, some of us have to go through rebirthing ourselves a few times, different elevations, different dimensions, different purposes in life. We've got to understand that there will be some pain in this rebirthing of self, in this awakening, but never fight against it. Go with it. Because what's on the other side that in that awakening, that understanding, and also I think kind of the understanding that you don't need to understand, you just need to be, be present. Uh, and then you will actually understand the gift of the now and actually what you're meant to do. But that raising of that consciousness, I am seeing it. You know, the the, the five years of doing this shows and a thousand interviews I've done myself, I'm seeing the consciousness a- awakening and rising. Once you have got to that level, there is no going back. There is no backstream. And those that are not wishing <coughs> to, to cross the bridge, very yeah. soon that bridge is going to collapse. And if you're not on it... <coughs> You know, you're yep. going to get left behind We're seeing what I, I particularly look at, the tipping point. In the next few years, we're going to see the tipping point mm. of, of that consciousness that's, uh, that's really on the brink at the present moment. And once it's shifted from there, then we're going to actually see exponentially um, that conscious ar- arising into the heart consciousness. Beautiful. Mm. And of course, things like your water is something that's something that's from the outside helping the inside um, mm. through the awakening. Because we know we can't awaken everything from the outside. It has to be an in-awakening. You can't speak of love unless you're coming from self-love. You can't speak of, of a, a conscious awareness where you wish everyone well if you're carrying anger inside of you. So the more we can change that miraculous structure in the body and feed that uh, and, and shift that whole perspective, because there are so many people dealing with depression and anxiety and post-traumatic we understand why they're in that state of being right now because the world is totally and utterly screwed up but if you <coughs> feed that, that water system within them and that consciousness is now having the ability to to immerse itself eh, and then they can really embrace it, and that you're helping them with a beautiful tool to actually step into that consciousness in trust and faith. Beautiful so we all need some help don't we so it's not just it's not just the feeding of the consciousness it's the feeding of the body because look at the health of the of the humanity today the more diseases are out than there ever been before yet we're meant to be so medically advanced um we're now through the quantum understanding we're realizing how much our psyche our cosmic our divine presence is very much part of our miraculous structure and we're realizing that we have created this inner discord and these diseases, but wherever there is a problem, there always is a solution for when somebody is willing to open up and receive it, and something as simple as changing the water within your body and what you eat and what you grow around you seems to be a no-brainer um, I think
1: uh, what do you call it, Occam's razor, right Robert? Yeah. Yes you know Um you know, go ahead Robert
2: well, I just said it. Yes, it's, it's, it's simple. You know, some of these amazing challenges we are faced with as humans have very, very simple solutions in the next highest level of consciousness, and and yeah. uh, and many of us, we, we we talked about that. Many of us have these special moments where we. Can see and hear and feel mm. and understand more clearly. And sometimes the moments don't last. Yeah. Mm. It's like when when I was with the Beach Boys and Brian Wilson, who's a genius who wrote all the great songs and thousands more than was on their that thousand more than whatever got on record. He would definitely. I was there with him. He would kind of fiddle around on the piano and tinker, you know, and fidget. And then he'd stop for about maybe 10, 15 seconds, and we'd all know in the studio, don't make a sound right now. <laughs> and then Brian would start to say, okay, here's the song. And he he knew it from beginning to end. He knew every single part, all five-part voice harmonies, the drum line, the bass line, the guitar line, the what I was going to play on my sack, what about the trumpet player, the harmony. He, it was unbelievable to see this. It wasn't worked out like note by note he downloaded it yes. where did he get that where did he, yeah. Where, He's you know, where was that, yeah yeah where was that song and then of course uh well some of us have heard Brian had a breakdown because the to to maintain that that connection you're right it, it he had a he had to balance that with his physical reality and what he was yeah. eating and doing and and there was a breakdown. There was an imbalance. So he would... But nevertheless, even with his difficulties, he would get into that zone and it would all start to flood in. And we'd have a song coming and we'd just... Oh, my God, this is going to be another top <laughs> hit. <laughs> and then he'd, he'd lose it. We, he, yes. You know, wow. He was in the
0: stop. now. Right.
2: You know, and he had to run out of the studio. And next day, well, what about that song we were almost finished with, Brian? He'd go, what song? Mm. So he had to, you know tap in again and creative intelligence is is limitless the point here is that there is a state of consciousness that enlivens our own innate potential that exercises the information that is latent and and produces a manifest a manifestation of that information into a song into a into love into joy into creative things into just uh living together at a higher state. And so this is what we're all about. Your show, Sarah, your purpose, your commitment to people, commitment to life, commitment to consciousness is resonating with, uh, hopefully enough people soon will begin to awaken with their own understanding, their own individual insights as to the dilemma of suffering versus complete joy or cruelty versus unconditional love yeah. the, the the conjoining and the resolution of those current conflicts have to come through the heart chakra with the cooperation you could say of all the other chakras and in, in a way you could say the heart is now blossoming for the first time in its fullest Potential and its fullest extent and that's coming back to the seasons of life and the, and the rose, no matter how, it, if we have natural environments, we have to wait for the right season for that rose to blossom. And that season of blossoming of human consciousness is happening right now. And we, we can all either see it directly. We see it in children's laughter and people helping each other without expectation all over the world. There's enough there. And then we also feel it intuitively that our dreams and prayers and hopes for a better quality of life aren't going to be in vain. Mm-hmm. That there there isn't a there is a lifting of support for that dynamic and for that interaction with people that are awakening all over the world. And that's one of our, our purposes with the app and we talked about that in the last show mm-hmm. and certainly our purpose with getting high vibrational, pure, high quality water so that we can be more who we are meant to be, more who we have inside of us that wants to blossom out.
0: Well, I want to uh, ask Bo a question in a moment, but I'll make an observation first, is that I do believe that anybody who listens to these shows gets enlightened. um, And uh, I would say it's inspiration for invitation. But I also believe that this conversation is already out there in the universe. It's already out there on the energy and it's kind of yes. being picked up elsewhere as well as we do it. So, Bo, you, you know, you're a, a businessman. Uh, you're a person who is a seer. You see the possibilities and you go after it. You have to have your consciousness at a resonance uh, at a particular level, not only to see the possibilities, but to see it as a a conscious business that not only obviously that's going to make money because we're in the human realm and we need to do that but also in the way that it serves humanity how is it a download for you is it um, a tingly feeling is it a knowledge that comes to you how do you receive um that knowingness that helps you make that decision
1: yeah that's this is a great question thank you um you know, I'm always tingling. <laughs> the more I tingle, <laughs> the more I know it's real. Uh, I used three, uh, three precepts. I learned it as a young man. I became a vegan when I was 12, and I was inspired by Pythagoras uh, when I was 12, and I became a Pythagorean and then kind of worked on to be able to study with the great mystics of the world, really, many of them. And uh, I learned that you must be in a complete state of surrender, emptiness, so I'm always just empty. I mean, during this interview, I'm just emptying mm-hmm. continuously just that state of the, you know, nature of a vacuum, right? The more you empty, the more it comes yeah. in. And that is divine energy, subtle life force energy. Uh, be in a total state of awe at all times. If you're not in a state of wonder about how this is, all this is coming down, you're just not able to really surrender completely because it is coming down in 11 part harmony, according to quantum physicists right now. And we're maybe getting three or four of those, uh, you know, hearts to the harmony.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: just be in that state of awe, that state of wonder, and of course to serve with love. The heart is really the mind. The mind is really where the duality happens. Uh, it, the heart is really where the, the knowing is. So it's that higher heart resonance, the state of awe, serving with love, the state of awe, and of course to surrender to the universe. The more I surrender, the more I develop empathy, the more empathy I have, the more I'm able to feel love see that subtle beauty in everything and um, really be able to um, manifest I think what might help shift our humanity to just a little bit higher level of beingness
0: we're all given a gift and each one of our gifts is you know uh, again may, may take on different forms through our lives but you know I think what it is is this whole thing that you've got to be everything to everybody um, you know that certainly was my battle through my life a people pleaser and the sacrificing myself um, and my inner soul uh, to give people what they wanted and really what they wanted was me um, who I was in my purity and my organic self and it took me a long time to embrace that that was enough and I think as human beings and I put the emphasis on the beings is that we need to step into what is our gift um, what is it that we are actually here to do our DNA imprint on our on what our purpose is and step into that and understand that is enough Um, We don't need you to be the inventor. We need you to see the invention and to understand your role in being able to take it further, as we need Robert out of his need to see what is needed in order to to rebuild that that, uh, structure within the body that awakens that consciousness. And, of course, I'm just the person who celebrates it all and shares it out (coughs) with everyone else. But when we step into that conscious role and get out of our head's way um, you know, or heart's way or soul's way and, and stop thinking it and rather kind of feel our knowledge. I think then we actually understand, stop fighting the system, this expectation of what the world wants from you. Start tuning in and living from the inside out and you will be everything that you are meant to be to life because that is that consciousness awakening into your own gift, isn't it?
1: It is. You'll see an acceleration as we're in kind of the center of the hourglass now. Uh, in Humanity's Awakening, I believe there's more people that have courage for the truth as yourself, right? There's more people that have the knowledge of kind of the, um, uh, what the mystics and the sages and the ones before us have had. And maybe we even deal with the higher levels of beings, you know, about the truth of what's really going down. It's happening on a subtle level, mm-hmm. not a gross level. Yeah. So love is subtle. That's where we come from. Our company 108 it celebrates Robert's technology and anyone really there's anything to help us benefit humanity with. It's really happening at that water, land, seed, food, nourishment level. Yeah. Without that, you do have a silent spring. We don't want that silent spring. So I was watching some quantum magicians the other day, some kids, and they actually have kids that can actually manifest things out of thin air, for goodness sakes. Right? So I think, um, in the kind of essence of some of the great scientists that have come before us, all of humanity's possibilities are right before us, and you'll see an acceleration of uh, technology for the betterment of humanity. And it's kind of the goal of 108, you know, our company 108 um, literally is to take the best of what we find coming from the, the labs of quantum researchers and applying that to products for the benefit of the global global village our humanity.
0: I was talking to a, um, a quantum scientist and uh, we were talking about um, the understanding of, of quantumness today. And, you know, what came across was, is that the quantum scientists are beginning to understand that those that live in spirit, um, the spiritualists, the people that live in that consciousness are living in the quantum energy already. Mm -hmm. and uh, and I think that is what's been more and more awake we are seeing the word quantum out there a great deal and for a lot of people it's just like oh it's just another fad world and uh, no actually what it is is, is is actually an understanding of what that energy is and you know of course as human beings we want to measure categorize box you know file and one of the things that quantum energy teaches us is that we can understand what a particular energy does but there is no boxing filing or dictating is that energy itself is a constant flow, and we need to follow, don't we?
1: Yeah, we do. And I think something that Robert's shown me is because Robert's really always at at peace. I think in a in a certain way in the in the physical world is that flow. Even though we might see it separatist, it is it is completely it is completely at, at what Robert likes to call the higher realms. Mm-hmm. It's it's full flow. So I don't think we know enough about. Quantum science to, uh, you know, as researchers and, and applying it to really have a language for it. But I'm going to try real quickly. Okay. Cause I think there's also politics amongst quantum researchers. Oh yeah. I think there's also politics amongst products that use quantum energy. And I think it's incumbent upon the wise ones of our, of our humanity to help develop maybe a better languaging. So we have a better understanding, mm-hmm. uh, we're all coming from the quanta. Our thoughts are in the quanta. Uh, these airwaves, really, mm-hmm. not so measurable, are actually from the quanta. So from the unseen to the seen, from the unreal to the real, that's the transition we're looking at. How do photons really become possible? Robert's talking about photons, right? Our products, Robert's technology and our water, uh, patented water devices, we put more light, more photons into the water. Okay, how is that possible? Yeah. I'm not sure we really know. People ask us, well, what's the wave theory behind what you're doing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I don't think we have a lot of languaging for that, but even to start talking about it in terms of waves is very interesting. So I think you're going to hear more conversation about this as it becomes more demystified. I think we've gone through a few generations of quantum discussions, and I think it's going to become a bigger, uh, a bigger conversation in the public square, because I think the idea of taking quantum physics and applying it to today's issues, such as we've been able to do with our technology, is really one of the key ways to help save our humanity from extinction. That would be in the words of Bruce Lipton, who by the way, taught me something. Maybe you guys know this. I don't, I didn't really know. I was talking to Bruce the other day online. He said, did you know that, uh, in the, um, you're familiar with the ATP cycle and the miracle molecule and nitric oxide, right? On Nitric oxide, which is the energy, NO2, right, that kind of fuels the heart and creates cellular regeneration and mitochondria replication. This miracle molecule, I think somebody got a Nobel Prize for this, actually, in 1992. Uh, the miracle molecule is mainly stimulated by more light, uh, and certainly that's where you see solar cultures coming from. Uh, also brought about by, uh, you know, healthier living, uh, obviously where there's less free radicals that type of thing uh, water quantum energy Stimulates the ATP cycle or the production of this nitric oxide. Also, you'll see it in a lot of uh, uh, sound therapy uh, research activity when that nitric oxide molecule hits the mitochondria and the mitochondria starts to get that electrical impulse a small little water molecule is created that water molecule then starts the ATP cycle. He says that is the Faraday cage of your body. That's protecting your body in that subtle field, which he now calls a plasma effect mm-hmm. around us, or what we like to call the biofield. And that's the conversation you're going to be hearing a lot about in the future.
0: As you said, it's, it's a totally different language the way we're speaking to now, and it's again is that. We're having to discover what this language is because we can't base it on anything that has been. It, it's a, a, a totally different channel, um, a different volume, um, running on a different frequency. And so, you know, we have to get out of what we have known. And as you said, step into the wonderment um, and you sometimes we, you know, create new words, create new language, create new understanding. But yep. to understand the more that you understand is to understand the less you understand, right?
1: Well, you know, words are symbols, right? And mm-hmm. as words are symbols, to make a symbol in the unseen is actually non-trivial. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty pretty insane, right? So I could say love, and just like when we talk about sleep, you're going to get a 100 different versions of love from right. 100 different people, right. you know? And uh, everyone will have their, their point of view, right? But you might know if you're... A mystic that love is what holds us all together yes you know and and that is kind of the universal kind of solvent uh for all things and what we know is love is beyond even agape right
0: and the old easy thing love will make the world go around right <laughs> you know? yeah
1: and and i think it's interesting to note that the and i'm glad you picked up on this the languaging is remember the psychedelic era mm-hmm. timothy leary and a lot of us around we invented words we invented ideas and he would speak and we would just like lay on that and go wow, what did he, say? and would like trigger your mind, you know, yes. you, you have that second. now if you listen to like a Terrence McKenna, of course, in the 70s and 80s, and now Jason Silva, and well, Garrett Laporte, the wayseer guy, uh, they are using language that will trigger your mind into that quantum state, that quantum state really is love, and yes. you are smiling at a person that's walking down the street, and they smile back, that exchange of energy, that's quanta, right there, you're taking that energy from the unseen and you're making it real so that quanta, that wave effect, is now help, felt at a heart resonance level.
0: The magic of love, right?
1: Yeah, and it's the energy of a mother and their oh, their yeah. child. Uh And it's really the energy we're finding of water and seed. I just want to let you know a little bit if it's all right, Robert and Sarah, to talk about what the water does with seeds. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Yeah, so we have, let me just do kind of a paid political announcement. We have a, a, a Facebook page. It's at 108, okay? So we are O-N-E-08. So if anybody goes to Facebook and they want to find what we're talking about, go to 108, O-N-E-08, you'll find us. And there you'll see Robert's book, Love is the Power. Well, some people are calling it the power of love, and we don't say that's mistaken. We also the power, power of love and love is the power. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where you'll find our, our Heart Plus app. You have access to the the app at the Apple and Google stores for your mobile devices, your smart devices. And that's where you'll find our water devices, which right now are available as a crowdfunding opportunity. And it'll be shipping in the fall around the world. The devices, which they come in, there's seven or eight different form factors, right, for them from a bottle top device all the way to a commercial device. If you take our ag unit, which we've been playing a lot with, this agriculture instrument, it's like a sacred device. It's infused with quantum code technology, which is patented into the device, and we also have real scientific patents, right, that are within this device, so it uses sacred materials, sacred geometry, magnetism, and shape to go with the quantum code technology, so as the water rushes through these devices, vortexing the water, It attains a structured effect. We're holding that structured effect permanently. We're basically able to hold a permanent negative charge in the water. That small, tight little water molecule, when that hits a seed, the seed bursts. With love and joy, we are seeing 100% seed germination. So with an organic farmer that we have in trials here up in Oregon, he's a very low-key kind of farmer. He calls me and goes, dude. Where'd you get this device? We had him install it, right, to do some testing. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, 100% seed germination as opposed to 65% seed germination. Okay. So I said, call me after you go through the sprout cycle. A week later, he calls me. Dude, all my sprouts are two to five times bigger than my other sprouts, and there's twice as many of them now. We just started with 16 seeds using normal water, this well water, and 16 seeds using our h 2 optimized water. So now we've gone through the seed cycle germination, the sprout cycle, you know, with the little baby sprouts. We went on into the uh, babies, to the teenagers, to the adolescents. We now have adult plants. Very excited to report in that we have three times the amount of plants because five made it of the original 16 and 15 made it of the original 16. They're more verdant. They're standing more tall their root structure, their branches, their flowers, their buds, and everything are much, much stronger. And when I talk to our inventors about this, they say it's very simple. We're taking this divine nature of water, we're amplifying it into the life force of the seed, and now the plant, and then to the fruit and the flower. And all that we're doing is we're taking all the inherent minerals that we're depleted of right now, in this case silica, and we're pumping that into the system as well. So we really believe that we're going to have three times the food harvest from this particular test, uh, just natively, which one of our patents actually, a second patent, third patent actually that we have basically says that we improve the capacity of, um, of food production and food integrity. So really with, um, I think the grace of the gods and goddesses and the hierarchy and all those that are with us, all the, all the higher forces really, we might actually be able to produce the same amount of food on our planet with half the amount of water. Right. Believe but, me, you have reached peak water on this planet.
0: Yes, most certainly. And of course, when you look at just the simple by thing of how much water it takes to manufacture your beef, um, yeah, you know, uh, we we really need to be looking at our water. I'm just looking at something else here, though. Just, just as you know, feeding us you know, whether we, it's just from eating the foods or whether from actually using this device and and, uh, and drinking the water and changing the miraculous structure within our bodies. But just imagine that wonderful matrix of the earth, that the more this is used in the growing of foods um, around the earth, imagine that energy matrix changing the chemistry of the earth itself and um, its healing capacity as well. So, you know, we we have to kind of really look at the multiple layers of benefits that are here and you know, you're not looking at seven or eight years down the road. You know, you could be looking at something happening literally within a season. Um, you know, proving itself, showing it and just showing how it can expand out. So, uh, uh, you know, it's not something we have to wait to see proven. Sarah, we need to get to it.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, Sarah, if you ever need a job as a marketing person, let me know. Okay. You're exactly right. The idea is that we can affect global transformation. Now, okay, I had the opportunity to work with Bucky Buckminster Fuller, uh, in the early seventies in San Francisco. And, uh, we as kids thought we could do anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he told us, he talked about, you know, the earth purpose and humanity's purpose and then your life purpose. It's very big on that. And then he taught us about the trim tab factor, thinking we could do anything. And he taught us that the least amount of exertion, the trim tab factor, right? Could actually give you the greatest effect. So if you're the Queen Mary, Heading towards Waikiki, you are this 1,000-ton ship, probably bigger than that, right? You have this big rudder in the back that's about the size of a football field, and at the edge of that little rudder is this 100-foot little thing called a trim tab. The skipper on the ship has to move that little trim tab to move that football-sized rudder to move this 1,000-ton ship, okay? So we are the trim tab factor of humanity is what he would teach us. We're always looking for those solutions, Everybody that listens to you, I think, is probably getting inspired by those solutions. We ask everybody to join us on what we think is the quantum healing of humanity, like the 1% effect with photons. We believe the 1% factor, we call it the 1% kind of challenge, 1% kind of, it's like a phenomenon, I think, more than anything. We believe that if you can affect 1% of humanity, you can affect all of humanity. So what you just said, Sarah, kind of validates that from your kind of intuitive it, it,
0: it's back very to the intuitive domino soul. effect. It, it's back to the domino effect is that you know what we see is, is what will grow what you know what we feed is what will grow and if you choose to feed hate and everything else and discord that's all you're going to get but if you choose to feed love and possibilities that is what you're going to get and i think what we have to do is take away the word limited uh, uh to limit less and uh we yes. have no understanding of you know how how the waters are going to wash over the land and wash over the consciousness and you know the consumption of everything we understand i understand from from my own uh, divine channeling is that everything we need at the present moment to change the tide on this planet to actually be the human beings we were always designed to be uh, to embrace the gift of this planet uh, to be um, a beacon of, you know for for other planetary um in the universe we have to step into that consciousness right now and I think the whole reason why they opened up our channeling so that we could download all this knowledge um, exponentially right now is the fact that uh, there is a time limit on humanity because of the destruction that we're doing and the only way we're going to change that is through something as simple as this, a complex simple alright, it's complex the way you put it together but simple in its application of how that each drop of that water is not only seeding the change within us but seeding the change within the planet and exponentially going to be able to shift us over to that consciousness far faster um, you know people want another 50 years no it, we don't have 50 years if we're going on the same cycle we <coughs> have, we've got 5 or 10 years to completely and utterly change that cycle but we have tools like this to do so all we have to do is get out of our own ignorance arrogance and humanity um, and step forth and trust and just do it. Now,
1: when did you exactly get switched on, Sarah?
0: Mm. I was born this way. I've had a hell of a <laughs> problem living as a human being. I really have. Um, and, uh, it, it was a huge, uh, a huge thing because I've always been a seer. Um, so, uh, but I would say where I got re-switched on, um, mm. was when I started doing these radio shows and, and listening to people like yourselves. Mm. You know, I call ordinary people doing extraordinary things.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: uh, you know, the thing is, is when we realize that there's extraordinary within us, we've just got to tap into it and allow it to be, get out of the ego, get out of the insecurity, get mm-hmm. out of the past and mm-hmm. understand the gift of the now in our beautiful presence of knowingness and what we're here to do and get on with that.
1: Mm. How do you, um, how do you envision the conversation going with kind of your guests and you and your fans, you know, your listeners and kind of propagating and then us working together so that we can unite the light workers around the planet to help bring what is essentially a dualistic situation that we're facing to some of the darkness and kind of illuminate that with more and more light workers. How do you, what's your vision on that?
0: My vision on that is do not try and change somebody that's in angry and hate. But spread the love to those that are willing and able and de- desiring to embrace it. And the more love that we create, I, I look upon it as an orchestra. Everybody is an instrument in that orchestra. And we want to create a symphony of resonant, resonating music that yes. transcends everybody's spirit and soul and invites everybody to be a part of this Mm. music, Uh, we've got to step up and embrace our own instrument. But it's not just bring it with angst or discord. It's doing the work within ourselves to get rid of our past, to change our perspective, to embrace this beautiful divine self that's within you. Then Mm. bring your instrument in purity to that orchestra. And the more that are playing, the more that resonance goes out and the more invitational it becomes and the more Mm. healing it becomes as a planet in a whole.
1: So putting it out there, it's already happening now.
0: Yes, you can't, you know, I was a counselor for a long time, spiritual counselor for a long time. You can't help those that don't want to be helped. One of the responsibilities of a human person is to step up into our ownership of our own choices, our own things, and basically go through the labor and give birth to your new self.
1: (laughs) Robert, (laughs) what are you getting?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting gratitude and joy Simultaneously
1: <laughs> Pretty I feel like the promise of like this is enlightenment Ready just by listening to the show you're going to get enlightened I think it works you know
0: Well you know inspiration is invitation Remember and uh, it, You know it's, a lot of people go Oh it's far-fetched uh, Why? If That's your limitation In your thinking mm. How would you know what it is or it isn't Unless you're willing to try it Step out of the ignorance which is based in fear and distrust, step into the possibilities and wonderment like a child and eat it up like a child in a candy store. Mm. Because we, we, the problems we have is that in our limitations we place upon ourselves. If we step into that wonderment, we are limitless.
1: Mm. Beautiful.
0: So on that note, (laughs) Um, we we can,
1: we can carry on on any specific level you like, but this is a very high level conversation. I hope that everyone that's listening knows also it's very practical that, you know, life's difficulties can be lifted up with the new perspective, kind of an awakening. You don't have to go to a, a, you know, three day workshop and spend thousands of dollars to get there, although it might be helpful. The awakening does happen. Uh, the, kind of the inspiration is an invitation uh, and I think some people are born kind of inspired other people like have inspiring moments and others are kind of looking for others to inspire them yes. so the whole idea is if you just take a step take a breath, move back be a little different, think a different thought do something completely differently look a different direction There's 95% of everything we're doing every day is a repeat act really In the words of Joe Dispenza, if you look at that 5% to actually do something a little bit different, you'll have that waking up. When you have that waking up, that awakening, you'll see that anything is really possible. And that's, I think, where we've joined together here with you, Sarah, is to really create those unlimited possibilities uh, for the planet.
0: I think something we have to realize sometimes is um, the stagnancy. Um, mm. You know, we, we suddenly get ill or this happens or that happens or, you know, uh, uh, your job loss or whatever. And it's because you're in that stagnancy. Um, energy has to flow. Um, I'm a person who needs uh, trees, breeze uh, and water. And because I love the fluidity of life and the rhythm and the rhyme that you get from it and uh, we've become very stagnant creatures kind of almost crippling ourselves and being able to move forward and uh, you know our energy then gets blocked that wants to burst from us but it has nowhere to go because you've put a barrier around it and i think mm-hmm. that breaking free you know however you do it whether it is that workshop that you go to maybe it is a show that you listen to maybe it's someone you hear speak maybe it's getting out into nature and tapping back in um whatever way you do it you not only owe it to your own life but I'm afraid you owe it to the collective life on this planet because Mm. we are a human race and it's only going to flourish as much as we all contribute to it so Mm. but also I think is realizing the simplicity of it we're all looking for this very complex answer and really it comes in the silence and the stillness in the moment in in this very second and if we are more presence in our own life in gratitude and love, we will actually understand more the meaning of our lives and our participation in it. Mm.
1: Good. Um, when you look at society and you look at culture and kind of the complexity of human beings as we kind of organize and are constantly kind of self-organizing our ourselves, if you will, I, I think I realize now it's, it's also a full emanation of what uh, is going on around us is, is actually going on within us. Yes, yes. At this time, so it's also really important to constantly purify ourselves, Mm -hmm. purify Mm -hmm. our thoughts, purify our bodies, purify our minds. It's not maybe the easiest thing to do. There's epidemic levels of things like viruses and parasites and certain chemicals and it's not like bad news. It just happens to be almost like old news. It's just, it's in the common sense that my observation after being involved in the natural healing industry and in the organic food industry and looking at this for over fifty years, I was wondering why is everybody getting sicker when we have seemingly more sick, yeah. when we seem to have more knowledge than ever and more money than ever and more application of this, yet something's going down. What is it? And it came to my it came to my <laughs> attention via a number of doctors. Uh there's doctor there's Anthony Williams, the he calls himself the medical intuitive. The Hay House author now, uh, there's of course Jack Cruz, Care USC, kind of amazing, uh, Dr. Treadway, who's part of our, our group, uh, very closely. That really, it is a viral epidemic that's happening, which is call- causing pathogens in the environment with, uh, bacterias and, and other parasites, which is kind of in your water and your food and your air. Mm-hmm. What we're finding is with Robert's technology, the quantum code technology, and with our water products and our patented technologies, because we have this negative charge we're putting into the water permanently, holding that charge, it eliminates those parasites and viruses. So divine energy is coming through for us once again, no matter how those viruses might have leaked out of an Air Force lab somewhere right. or been put into a system somewhere. So things like limes, Epstein-Barr virus, even when you look at things happening with Hashimoto's and MS and these types of things, they might have all viral derivatives. Study the work of Jack Cruz or Anthony Williams or Scott Treadway. That would be their premise. It turns out, and I know this firsthand because of family members, that with the water that we're using and the technology that we're using, this divine source technology infused into the water molecules, basically the pathogens are killed on contact, and we have a patent for that, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking to water districts right now because we have an infestation of pathogens in the water system. To get rid of a pathogen, this is just in Portland right now where we have cryptosporidia. They want to put up a $100 million bond to get rid of the cryptosporidia. And so we're now entering into a trial phase with them that says with our water technology for a few thousand dollars a month, we can get rid of that cryptosporidia because nature did it for us. When water was springing from the rock with waterfalls and beautiful abundant verdant earth 100 million years ago, right? picture all the greenery and everything, that verdancy. pathogens were not living in that negatively charged water from 100 million years ago. So these pathogens we have now are what they call gram negative. With that negative charge on them, they kind of just, they kind of burst actually. Um, And it'll be interesting to see kind of what the water people have to say about this. It'd be a lot like what the farmer said when we started the organic food movement. You know, it's like... I would like to spell. see you do
0: an experiment of this actually in a hospital.
1: Well, we can. We have hospitals lined up to start working with us. That's a little trickier because of OSHA and HIPAA uh, compliancy. So we can do it in, believe it or not, I'm um, talking to a guy that runs trials in hospitals that I know, and we can actually do it in rural hospitals because they're being threatened with the Medicaid scenario and they don't have anywhere to go right right now. And they're taking care of our elderly population, really. There's over 2,000 rural hospitals in America that are all funded on Medicaid right now. They're feeling threatened, and they don't really have any solutions, so we want to try to provide some solutions for them. And that's just the concept of how to unite humanity with this kind of technology that's designed really to help heal the hearts and minds and bodies, you know,
0: I mean, of I mean, every, it, um, Old-timers, uh, I can imagine it helping that because you're, reju- you're rejuvenating. You're really so, wrong,
1: so. Very good. So, Luc, you, know you see, Montaigne from Paris, the guy that discovered the AIDS virus in the 70s, right? He believes with structured water, negatively charged, you will eradicate Alzheimer's. Right. That's what he believes. He believes that it's basically, essentially, bad electronics in the body. Now, yes. I'm simplifying this greatly, but he believes that this... Kind of cellular reaction that occurs where the mind and the, ner- the neurology, which stems from the nervous system and really the heart, um, which is the essence here, that uh, has lost its ability to filter what would be essentially uh, neuronic pathways. And he believes you can actually vitalize the mind with uh, with the water that we're going to be pumping through. We think everything on the planet, the waterways of humanity. That's our that's our aspiration. Just a small goal, right?
0: Now. For the um, everyday consumer, um, is it a device that they can tap onto their, you know, their tap? How would they actually use it themselves if you've got people in rental homes or people on the move? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's seven, and actually we have an eighth unit that we're contemplating right now. There's seven sizes to the unit. There's a bottle top device that works brilliantly. So we are able to have people use it that don't even have electricity. The the product requires no electricity. It's a five-year guarantee. On the product, they can go to the the 108 you know, page on Facebook and find our crowdfunding and also our e-commerce setup that we're having in the fall to purchase it. Um, These devices are very, very effective. They get rid of the pathogens in the water like we're talking about. They vitalize the water. They put the quantum code technology in the water. My favorite patent that we actually got, and this kind of exalts Robert and Patty's uh, work, we have the fourth patent is that the water – has the capacity to hold and sustain a natural energy that's mirrored in waterfalls. And that is divine uh, energy. So you can improve your food. You can improve your life you and give yourself more vitality. You can improve kind of all around you because there's a field effect with water, actually. You can rid yourself of these pathogens, these onerous pathogens that we think are affecting people, but also you can affect um those around you very simply with the bottle top device. We have an under-sink device that's good for uh, anybody that's a renter. They can put it on their shower, and when they move, they can take it off their shower. It's not a filtration device. It's a water vitalization device. Filtration, we think, kills water. Water is dead when it's filtered. You don't want those noxious elements in there, but we neutralize those elements. Right. So if they filter their water and they want to vitalize it, they can use our bottle top, our under-sink device if they're a homeowner. We have a homeowner device, they're very inexpensive, five-year warranty, no parts needed, you know, there's no maintenance needed really. And Then we move to our agriculture device and our reservoir devices, our city devices, and contemplating even having a device made for dams. Actually oh, talking boy. to somebody that wants to put into a dam situation, uh, an investor that we're working with right now. And so I think it's a question of new science, meeting current day needs, and where it's now become proven and it's going to be something where, listen, most places that start, like you, you cited Nikola Tesla, which was called pseudoscience, and then, of course, the government co-opted it, and Edison did his magic with it, right? If it's called pseudoscience at one side, it's eventually going to become pop science, and it's going to become mainstream. Yeah. We're just at that cusp of taking the mystical and making it mainstream. Just like yoga, people go like, You're doing yoga, aren't you like praying to these weird deities and like, (laughs) this was even 10 years ago, right? They wouldn't even have it in the basement of some churches. Now it's like everywhere you go, are you going to yoga class? Yoga is at every 24 hour fitness, right? Yeah. Kind of the organic food movement. Remember we were demonized for the first 50 years actually.
0: And of course that's what we grew up in at our age group. We grew up with the organic and then it went to more to the chemical and it's like, you know, what we're doing is nature's forcing us to go back to the purity of what this nice. earth had to give. And, nice. uh, you know, in doing that is that, you know, you have got so chemically imbalanced uh, on every structure of your being on this planet. We've got to rebalance that. And this is a way of doing it. And the beauty of it is, is that it's not complex. As you say, it's simple. Attach it to your tap. Um, it's something that you can uh, use and, and um, affordability. We spend so much money on pharmaceutical things or, you know, doctors. And, of course, you know, the pharmaceutical is going to hate you. Um, good. It's about time somebody gave them a run for their money. Um, it's also about time that human beings stop chasing the drug and the pharmaceutical thing is to fix them and realize there is always a more simple solution and that many of the diseases we have, like cancer, 80% is emotional. Um, when we start looking at the why, a disease is there. It's so much easier to then counteract it. And uh, mm. something as simple as just realigning your body's water into a more positive consciousness, which then filters through every system within you, um, <laughs> just seems to be kind of a no brainer, a totally no brainer. Why wouldn't you? You know, it's the proof is in the pudding. It's inexpensive enough for you to try it. Try it. If you're a naysayer, give it a try.
1: I'm nothing without well the pudding, you know. Um, Robert, what are you feeling in getting here?
2: It's been a beautiful conversation. It's been a very inspiring. And, uh, uh, I commend you both. I love you both. I, I, I love what is happening on the planet. And in a microcosmic sense, you both are exhibiting higher consciousness through your hearts. And that is key,
0: totally.
2: for, for uh, the change that mm. uh, we feel is is so important, and so so um, possible right now. So I'm ch- again feeling gratitude and joy.
0: and you know, throw back to the you know, 60s, and 60s, I'm a 70s chick, and <laughs> uh, you know, it's um, I was such a free spirit at that time, and so utterly in tuned. And uh, constantly downloading into that knowingness all the time, and then mm. the 80s happened, and mm. uh, you know, kind of seemed to shift everything. And we went more and more to what would make our lives easier, and more and more disconnected, disconnected mm-hmm. from our lives. And we kind of became a slave to to instruments rather than you know, kind of that organic living. Uh, and the 70s was a way of waking us up to what what else was there. But it didn't have the momentum at that time to carry us through. Yet, look at us from the 60s and 70s, from that movement, of what we're doing now. We didn't have the ability to really do it in the 80s and the 90s. The 90s was another awakening, mid-90s. And now what we're doing is coming from the roots of that, of that awakening, Mm. um, and into where we're now, you know, through the professionalism and the knowledge and the experience of being able to exponentially expand it out. So and we also had to wait for that shift to happen, for that whole conscious vibration to shift in order mm-hmm. to kinda of waken up more people. So these are beautiful times. Um mm-hmm. for as much discord we see out there there is so much more beauty and embracement of it. And uh, the more that we choose to embrace that and feed that, the more we go to find those solutions that we need.
1: Beautiful states. So thank you for having us on your your
0: Thanks. show and,
1: and having the sacred Conversation. It's also very grounded and extremely real and, and very um, pertinent, I think, and relevant. I I do hope your listeners, which I'm sure range from all ages, uh, take advantage of what we're trying to do by reading Robert's book, "Love Is the Power." Joining us on Facebook, you know, at the 108 E 8 Take a look at the Heart Plus app at the Google and Apple stores for their their mobile smart devices to kind of create that. Like you talked about in a previous interview, the, the balance mm-hmm. in the field, balance in the biofilm, helping lower stress and really joining us on a campaign that is beyond description and helping improve the water, the seeds, the land and the plants uh, for our planet. And they will see right before their eyes, I think a flourishing that I was really starting to picture and listening to you and us in this interview, sir.
0: Well, the thing is, is what you've done is taken something that was um, the divine's creation and put it into something that's so very easily applied. So we really do not have an excuse saying, oh no, we, I can't do that, it's too big, it's too complex, it's too expensive, you've simplified it, you've made it affordable, you've made it usable. Um, and so that's, yes. that's, that's what makes it uh, a no-brainer.
1: Roberts has wor- been working on his technology since 1979, right? So you can kind of do the math there. The water and his, the founder and person that we work with has been working with Robert for a little over 20 years, I think. Mm-hmm. So we're already over 50 years there. And then, uh, the, the inventor on the water products actually spent about 40 years, uh, working on it. 20 years as a water finder, finding water and underground oceans and thousand foot under the crust of the earth rivers, you know, bringing it to the surface, very using dowsing techniques, which I'm sure, you know about dowsing. Mm-hmm, you become the transducer mm-hmm. for that which you are seeking. And uh, the last twenty years on his permaculture farm in Australia, really working to simulate that waterfall effect. It took him seventeen years rushing out to the waterfall, measuring it, rushing back to the lab, simulating <laughs> it, going back and forth, and back literally seventeen years. Yes.
0: We well, see that so dedication. Well, look simple here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, look simple here. Probably has I don't know. What do you think, Robert? A good seventy years worth of combined energy.
2: Something like that. Yeah.
1: and
0: and you know one thing that Robert said in his last show that really stayed with me is that when he was really sick and they wanted to operate on him and do all sorts of things he goes no Mm. I need to understand why I'm sick because essentially it was his redirect into where he needed to be and Mm. became a lifelong journey that now is serving humanity and that's another thing we've got to understand you know it Mm. may look like you've got something brand new that's just come on the market true but the workings and the understanding of it is thousands of years In You you know, uh, that now is then now being understood by Robert and the scientists that have worked with him to bring this beautiful, simplistic, uh, simplistic answer, you know, to our to our table. So thank you for your dedication, Robert, for never giving up on it and just keep pursuing Mm. it.
1: We are all together.
0: Mm. We are. We definitely are. So the site is.
1: Uh, We like people to go to Facebook. It's it's 108. You know, ONE zero eight. We also have HealTheWorldProject.com, Heal dot for our main website, and they can find us anywhere at Google and Apple as 108, O&E08, or Heart Plus.
0: Excellent. We're- Wonderful. I thank you both for being here today and, you know, being so candid and sharing. Uh, Obviously, from the science point of view, there's a, a lot more that could be talked about. But this show is about introducing people to the simple solutions where they don't really need to understand the science. They just need to understand that it can benefit for them. And if it benefits them, that lovely ripple effect of how it will benefit everything around them. And that's what we want, that beautiful ripple effect to go out further and further. So thank you both. And thank you, Robert, for both being here today.
2: Thank you so much, Sarah.
0: Been a so joy. And uh, I'll be back on the music for uh, Robert for <clears> the <throat> next show.
2: I look forward to that. It'll be wonderful.
0: Yeah, most certainly will be. Thank you so much, guys. And to everyone, Thank remember you. the answers are there. I mean, this is just so simple you know you don't need to understand the science behind it and understand it's it's divine science it's using what the earth has already got therefore it's just understanding its magnitude of what it can do so step out and and support them and uh, and understand what it's going to mean to you as a human being your family and this planet because we all need to step up and be accounted for in order to change the shift because we're all in this together so until next time folks bye for now